So St. Paul is one of the great, arguably one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived. And so I think I should emulate him. I think in the confessional, I'll say, how stupid can you be? <laughs> but what was going on in the first reading? The, what was going on was some people that St. Paul had evangelized and told them about Jesus Christ and increased their faith and their knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some other so-called Christian leader went in and told them that they had to practice the Jewish laws in order to be a Christian. And so St. Paul is coming back to them and asking them, you know, why have they put their, their faith or whatever in the works of the law, the Jewish laws, rather than in their faith in Jesus Christ? And that can often be us. Right? We may not, you know, do Jewish uh, uh, laws or acts. But in what ways are we thinking that we have to earn God's love? That we have to earn our salvation? When we talk about the sacraments of the church, especially confession, especially the Eucharist, Right? We have to approach the reconciliation with a penitent heart. We have to approach the Eucharist in a state of grace. But other than this, we just receive. We don't necessarily have to do anything. And that's the great thing about the sacraments. It's not about what we do or what we're ready to receive. It's about what God is doing. What God is doing is giving us saving grace. So many times we hand things over to God, we lay our lives at the foot of the cross, and then five minutes later, we're taking it up again and not trusting God with our lives, not surrendering control of our lives back over to God. Again, what ways are you trying to grab control? What ways are you trying to earn salvation, trying to earn God's love? Because so much of the world tells us that's what, how we receive good things, is by earning them. But God's love, God's grace is free. We just have to receive. We don't need God's, we don't need to earn God's approval. We just need to receive. Now receiving is not always easy. And receiving from God is not always easy. Sometimes we ask for things and they don't seem to come true. But Jesus says in the parable, he says to be persistent in prayer. Again, we're not working or trying to earn God's love and approval. We just need to abide and receive and receive whatever He gives us. When I think about it, I often reflect myself on Jesus in the garden. He's about to go to His passion. 
He knows the hardship that's going to be. And he says, Father, if it is possible, let this pass. But your will be done. And that needs to be our prayer. We need to be persistent in asking what we desire. But in the end, say, but your will be done. But I think too often, we just, we've, we've been disappointed in the past. And so we don't even bother to ask in the first place. What do you desire? What do you long for? We need to have the courage to ask for something great from God. I think sometimes we are not so much afraid of failure in our prayer, but of success. What if we dare to ask God for great things? What if we ask God for miracles? And what if we asked assuming that they would come true? Sometimes we don't, it's not that we ask for too little, or that we ask for too much, but rather that we ask for too little. But Jesus says, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. And if we ask for th great things, if we ask especially for the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Have we asked for more Holy Spirit? Now, a lot of you are in college, a lot of you are, you know, discerning maybe your vocation. When it comes to asking for great things, have you ever asked and prayed for your future spouse? Now, maybe some of you have, maybe you did it when you were like, I don't know, eight years old, but uh, maybe some of you haven't. You know, make a list of the characteristics that you would like in a significant other, in a spouse. And maybe make a list of wants and a list of non-negotiables. And pray for your future spouse. We can ask God for great things. We do not need to be afraid. Think of what happens at every Mass. The priest says the words of consecration and what happens? A miracle happens. Transubstantiation happens. The, body, the bread and wine become the body and blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus feels like it? I mean, maybe he does. But the very words of the priest. Bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is obedient to a fallen human being, to the priest. At the very command of the words of the priest, Jesus comes down and changes bread and wine into the body blood of Jesus. When we ask for great things, great things can happen. No, there's, I suppose, little, I don't know, Facebook stories or whatever you call them, but no, the old adage, you know, someone got, got to heaven, they're like, no, Lord, you, you didn't ever really do much for me. And Jesus asked, well, did you ever ask? 
Did you ever ask? I was ready to do great things, but you never asked anything. Are we asking the Lord for great things? Do we expect Him to do great things in our lives? There are lots of religious orders that beg for their food every day. And the Lord provides. And there's millions of stories out there where people took a risk for the kingdom of God. Maybe they quit their job and, you know, started um, a mission. And maybe they were at the very end of the food that they had to give to the poor. And then someone showed up with a truckload of food. Do we expect great things from God? Do we have that servant's heart, that humbleness, that humility to realize that all great things come from God? That if we seek, we will find. If we knock, it will be opened. And if we seek the Holy Spirit, it will definitely be given to us. My brothers and sisters, the sacraments are great gifts of God's grace. May the grace we receive tonight, especially the Eucharist, empower us to ask great things of our great Father. A Father who wants to give us great things. Things that will make our lives more holy and more gracious. Our Father loves us very much. And I don't know what your experience of your own Father is. But our Heavenly Father is not one that is demanding perfection. Does not demand that we do this or that. He just wants us to receive, to be humble, to ask Him great things. Why? Not because we earn them, because He loves us as a Heavenly Father. Again, ask the Lord for great things and expect Him to give it to us.